Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being with me. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Uh, you can get involved in, in this service today live anywhere in the world by calling 1-800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND, or you can email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, all right? And good morning here again. I have on a white shirt, and I just realized, are you able to see me in the video? <laughs> huh? A am I so black -y? No, your shirt's just whited out. Oh, the shirt just whited out? Yeah. It look all white? Yeah, your face looks fine. Oh, thank you. I forgot black people are not supposed to wear white. <laughs> no, that's true. I think they kind of changed it a little bit now. Computer is getting better. So... I mean, uh, isn't that right? I, they used to tell me when I first started doing media, they would say, do not wear a white shirt. And I would say, why not? They said, because you're too black. <laughs> yeah. And when you're on camera, you, you know, you can't see it. Contrast. The, the contrast. Isn't that something? So that's why I ask. Oh, I see. Yeah. Huh. Isn't that something? <laughs> um... Before I get rolling, I couldn't wait to get here this morning because I knew that you, you, you people would be coming with some questions and comments and stuff like that and have some questions for me, some revelation. You're going to come in fellowship and not just hear from the preacher. And I, I drove really fast to get here because I knew that would happen. And speaking of you people, I said you people this week at the gym. And we had a bigger ar argument with the folks at the gym by saying you people. They're like, you don't say you people. I, when did you people become an insult? When did that happen, Patrick? I think it's odd that people revel in their being a certain people. And then as soon as you point out that they are a people, right. they get mad about it. Don't, oh. No, you mean, they want to be you people, but don't say you people. Well, I remember, you know, uh, black folks wanted to be called, you know, they want to be together as being black. And we are this people and we're, we all think the same and we, you know, we're Afro-American and this and that. And I remember the first person I remember saying you people uh, was Ross Perot, the presidential candidate. And we haven't heard from him since. And they made, like, they, they just <laughs> ran the guy out of town for, yeah. because he used the word you people when they were, he was being invited in a way to say you people because they're, they're acting like they are. I know, it's amazing. I think it's crazy. Only in America. You have a question? You got a caller call. I don't know if you want to take it now or later. Yeah, I'll take it now. A caller now. Uh, Greg from Delaware uh, called in. He wanted to. Know, he says he uh, believes you when you say that you should drop your anger. Yes. But he wants to know: Should he apologize to his mother? He knows that there's issues with his mom, but he's not completely aware of the full extent of the issues. And he wants to know: Should he just go ahead and and, and apologize or talk to his mom uh, without completely being aware of all the issues, even though he knows yes. there are issues? Absolutely. Um, when I went and uh, apologized to my mother for resenting her, I didn't know all the issues. I couldn't think of everything. I just realized that I resented her for what she, the way she was and the way she treated me and the way she felt about my father. And so I knew I was wrong for resenting her. So I just went to her and said, you know, 
all my life I resented you because you, you know, you tried to keep me away from my father and you were impatient. And from that, life changed. So you don't have to know all the details and don't plan what you're going to say anyway. Let the words come out. You may only need one or two words, but God would give you the right words to say. But the moment you see that you have that resentment for her, you should go to her. And don't pay attention to what your mind is saying. Just go to her and say, you know, I resent you for this. And I'm sorry for resenting you. Whatever, come out of your mouth and you can go free. You don't have to write a book. That's why I think it's dumb to write a letter. You know how people write letters to the people they hate? And they write these long letters. You may not have to say all that once you confront the person, especially if you're going there to forgive the person. So, good question, Greg. Go and deal with your mother. Forgive her. And if she cries, just look at her crying and say, wow, she's trying to manipulate me. If she fall out like she's going to die, <laughs> it's because it's all denial, fight, you know, don't want to admit she's wrong. Uh, make sure you ask about the burial policy, you know, the insurance, so you know where it is before she dies. And don't spend a lot of money on the funeral. But forgive her no matter what she does. And you can walk away free. Ain't nothing like freedom. Isn't that something? Yes. Rhonda, I know you have a lot of questions for me. And then I'll come to you. I'm trying to think about if I did have any questions. And I'm sorry? Nothing's really come up. I was trying to think this week did I have anything that came uh, up. But oh, okay. Normally you have good questions, but they are after the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it's hard to really get your point across in an hour. You know, even though you have an agenda, you have things you're trying to talk about, and you may want to talk about something, but sometimes it's hard to get the whole point across. Well, my agenda is to be here for, with you guys, so you can take all the time you need. As long as I get the questions answered, you know, you ask me the question, we deal with them. I don't want to come every Sunday and just preach at you. It won't help you that way. All right? Okay. Um, yes. Yes, sir. Uh, I just realized this morning I had a, have a desire for money. You have a desire for money? Yes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, wrong desire. And I... I, I saw something yesterday. I was, uh, I'm interested in investments and things like that. They're fun. They're interesting. But I also noticed something came in that it didn't hit me that the interest, and I got a certain excitement about it because I was more interested in some of that. And then it came back to me yesterday and I started going on the internet and looking at things. And the excitement was, I had excitement for it, which I mistook for this kind of desire for like something that's good in a certain kind of way. Yeah. But I see this right now that it, wasn't a good desire. It was actually a desire to have money as a crutch or a way to kind of get out of um, uh, problems in the present. Yeah. Somehow this thought of money would make my uncomfortableness with things in the present go away. Yeah. It just occurred to me this morning, you know, Frankie had been talking about things uh, before you came up regarding uh, being in the present and that desire to kind of move away from the present causes pain. And I can see that. Yeah. And anything that we're, you know, using to, to move away from this reality we're in because it can become some kind of a savior against the reality that he can save us somehow against the pain of being in the reality of the moment. Yeah. And I just see now that that money thing that I was going after was, was filling that. That's good. That. Yeah. Yeah. The pain that we have, when you have pain, it has nothing to do with the lack of material things. 
It really doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with what you have or don't have. But uh, it, it is spiritual and it is a separation from God. That's the pain you have. Yeah. But the, the devil tell you that it's because you don't have enough money, you don't have enough friends, you, you're not doing the right kind of work, you don't live in the right place, uh, you're going to be poor. He tell you all kind of lies. But and, your pain only comes from that. And it, I'm just now occurring to me that what I would look at before as a passion yeah. is actually a movement away from God. Yes, sir. And I'm just yes, starting to see that now that I wouldn't have didn't see before. That's good. That's good. So far, I don't know what tomorrow going to bring, but in 24 years, 25 years, I've not had pain uh, for anything. Nothing. Isn't that amazing? And I used to have, I used to think I needed more of this or more of that or more of this, but once I connected with God or he connected with me or whatever happened, the pain went away. My spirit was healed. And so I don't have that kind of pain. So I never had those kind of worries. Well, somehow you went, you understood that that was your issue, so you stayed with God. But these things that come up for me, these passions and things, they have a way of pulling me away so that they become the thing I'm looking towards right. instead of keeping me in the pain. It's like if I knew that those things are a lie, then you kind of just have to deal with your stuff. Right. But, it's, but while they're there, they sound like they are escapes. And because they're escapes, they allow me not to be healed completely of the, of the actual spiritual issue. How many people can relate to Patrick? Yeah, isn't that amazing? Everybody. And we all different colors and still have that problem. It's, I'm telling you, once you, uh, once, you, once you learn to not believe those things, then you'll be fine. Because it's a setup, it's all alive. But once you connect with God, you're not going to have that issue anyway. It just won't be anything that you have to think about. And then when Satan tempts you with those type of thoughts, it'll be just something happening out here. But there will be no emotions or fear or, or you can't relate to it anymore. You won't be able to relate to it. That's why you must be born again. You need a new spirit because you will not be able to relate to it. I do notice that a lot of these things waste time. And yeah. lately I'm just kind of being more quiet, so to speak, and just living more naturally, so to speak. And it's, it is a lot easier. The less, you, less I deal with these things, more time I have, the more uh, yeah. clarity. James had been talking earlier about clarity of, of thought. And I, I, always want, I always want to have clarity. But these things have a way of pulling away your clarity. Yes, sir. Because they pull you into darkness. Yeah. And that's why, that's why God wants us to live a life of observation. Uh, be, aware, be aware of what you're thinking. Just look at what you're thinking. Observe it, and then you won't be a part of it. And then he can show you the way. That's all you really need to do. It's so easy, and, you know, I, I've looked at education outwardly for a long time. I know a lot of other people do. Yeah. But you get so much real education by just being present and watching what's going on with That's your right. and stuff. That's right. It's incredibly educational in a different way, I suppose, but it's very, very, I've noticed how educational that is. You actually build wisdom that way because you're understanding yourself instead of learning outward that's right. The best education you can get is from within. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the world around me, and it's being controlled by educated people, and it's a mess. It's a real, the more educated they are, the worse things are, and the worse things are getting. 
they had a, a vote in the, uh, uh, the House of Representatives this week. They voted on a bill to legalize, no, uh, criminalize, criminalize uh, abo abortion doctors who would perform abortion based on sex. You know, some women want boys and some want girls. Well, they voted whether to make that illegal or not, and they couldn't pass that bill. How do you not pass a bill that says that a doctor cannot perform abortion based on sex? Look like everybody in the, uh, in, the, in the House of Representatives should have voted. It should have been 100%. That's without even thought. But they couldn't pass that bill. Isn't that amazing? Ron Paul voted against it. Some of the Congressional uh, Black Caucus members, even the women voted against it. I'm like, that's not even, what happened to them, these educated people, that they don't see anything wrong with that? But the more educated you are, the dumber you become. Because education uh, builds the ego, and it makes you forget about God to think that you are God. And it, it, even people who read the Bible, you have two different kinds of education that makes you think you're God. You can read the earth, the worldly stuff, make you feel like you're God. And you can read and learn the Bible, educate yourself about the Bible and feel like God. Both of them mess with your ego. That's why God said, don't do that stuff. Be still and know. Don't get into all that stuff because it'll corrupt you. And, and the world pushing colleges, they say, everybody should go to college. That's a foolish idea, but everybody's trying to go to college. And then they're all coming out, children of Satan. Not all, but most. Children of the devil. They go in as a Christian and come out as a, a loser. Isn't that amazing? It's best to learn from within. Yeah, they make money, some of them do, but they're still dummies. They're crazy. They come up with, they couldn't even vote for a bill that says you cannot perform an abortion based on sex. That's evil. Yes. I was just going to say, that there's a, right now there's an absolute right to kill your child in the womb, and they don't want anything to disturb that absolute right they have at any time to go in there and just kill the child. That's a bill in... No, I'm just saying they don't want anything to erode that. Oh. So if you were to say oh, yeah. you, can't you can't have abortion for X, Y, or Z reason, yeah. you know, they don't want to, they, they don't want to even go down that road. Isn't that amazing? What a life, huh? Um, did you have your hand, Herman? No, oh. Right here, Robert. Robert, your girlfriend must went back home. You're the, back in your normal place. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. I was just saying along that line, you, if you if you meditate, you have a whole different understanding about things than people who don't. And yeah. when you try to talk to people, there there's nothing that correlates. Yeah. They cannot understand it at all. They sure can't. I They're mean, blind and can't you see. You are talking to yourself, essentially. Yes, ma'am. So that's the same thing with the Congress. They have such a different understanding by working from the ego. Yep. And they, they just can't see what makes sense. And they are in control of our country. Isn't that amazing? Yes. We have to take back control. That's what we have to do. Absolutely amazing. Um, I, I saw a movie the other day, or yesterday. I'm flipping through the TV, and uh, I ran up on this movie. I don't know if you heard of it or not. Uh, and the movie was called, what was that movie called? The Beaver. Yeah. Anybody have heard of that movie? Yeah. The Beaver with Mel Gibson. And uh, what's the woman name that's in there? Joni Foster, yeah. Very good. I highly recommend you see the movie. 
Really, really good movie. Uh, did you see that? Uh-huh. You didn't see that? With Mel Gibson? Really? You never heard of it? Yeah, it's a pu puppet thing he has on his hand. It's a beaver. And this beaver speaks for him. It looked like it would be a boring movie, but I have to tell you, that movie, uh, I asked Billy about it. He, he saw it. My engineer asked him this morning. And he said, yeah, I saw it. And he said a lot of people probably like it because they didn't really understand it or it ended on a sour note. You know, it ended without solving the problems. And most of the time, you like to solve the problems in a movie. You like to see a happy ending. And it's about a family and how messed up the family is because the father is so messed up. You know, something happened to the father that it just messed him up mentally and emotionally to a point that he couldn't even speak for himself. He had to use his puppet thing to speak. And it just, by him being so weak, it just messed up the entire family. The kids messed up, the wife. But it ended like that, you know? And I'm thinking, wow, what a great movie. And I realized the reason that movie ended like that, because the world doesn't know how to solve those kind of problems. They don't know how to solve real issues in life. So you just end up passing it on from generation to generation. I highly recommend the movie. I, I, I hate to admit it, but I cried like a little woman in that movie. I hate to admit it. All the mama came out of me. I, I was crying so hard, I'm like, I hope nobody come in my room right now. I wouldn't be able to stop running. I wouldn't be able to help myself. It was so real. And I have to just tell you, Mel Gibson has talent like, like no one I've seen in a long time. This man could write, produce, and act. I mean, it was so, and the people, the, the, the story about the family and the failure of the father and the, what the mother had to deal with, it was just real life. It was like it was about his life, I guess. But everybody on earth would be able to relate to that movie. So I do recommend you see it, sir. I'm a Mel Gibson fan. I'm surprised I don't know. I've never heard of that movie. You've never heard of it? They're both big names, and I've never heard of it. They're both, yeah, they're both. Yeah. Yeah. But you never heard of it. I'm surprised. Are you a movie goer guy? I'm a movie fan. Yeah. I am. I just, yeah, but it's a very good movie. I happened to flip through it and saw it last yeah. night. I recommend it. You're going, to see, you're going to see your family in that movie. <laughs> and they're not going to solve your problems at the end. Really not. Yes, Pat? I saw the movie. It was very good. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. But you didn't mention it. Today I didn't mention it? I mean, when you first when you saw it, you didn't tell me about it. I should have. I'm yeah, wrong. that I'm was wrong. a sin. I have sinned. Forgive me. <laughs> That's a sin not to mention that movie. Have you seen it? No? I didn't want to see it. Why not? I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it now. I didn't want to see it. It looks it, stupid as heck. Yeah, I saw the advertisement of it when it first came out, and you see a guy with a beaver on his hand. You, know, you think you don't want to see that, but that's another setup from the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, one thing I want to say about Mel Gibson, though, he, in that movie, he did that, but he, this guy makes real movies. Yeah. Real things. And he's an honest guy. Yeah. And people want to d destroy this guy because he made the Last Temptation of, or the uh, not the Last Temptation, the Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Right. But he's a really a real person. He just doesn't understand how to, you know, solve his issue. Same way as the movie, he doesn't understand either. But you have to admire somebody who's at least putting out there what's really going on and what they're thinking about. Yes. 
Yeah, I was thinking about, after I started that movie, I'm thinking, wow, Mel Gibson probably got a lot of problems because you have to kind of know this stuff to, to, to present it in the way that he presented it. Yeah. You have to be living it or something or counsel with somebody that gone through it or something, you know? Because it was too real. I mean, it was real. Absolutely real. He probably was living it based on the stuff he was going through. It yeah. that real. Yeah. Uh, it, it's about real life and how messed up the family is. And Jodie Foster, that's her name, mm -hmm. very, very good in the way she acted in it, too. She's great. She was perfect in the way she acted. I highly recommend you see the movie. All right? You want me to tell you some more about it so you don't have to see it? You know, I can tell you what happened in the family, some things that happened. That way you don't have to. Much gave away too much already. It's very, very good. And don't think that the ending is going to help you. <laughs> they do not know how to solve the problems. That was interesting about it. And I guess Mel's problems are not resolved yet either in his real life. Yes. Okay. Okay. I didn't see the movie, but I'm familiar, uh, familiar with the sto uh, story. And to me, it was no different from a lot of other stories with the main character can never relate. Uh, can never face real life unless he has some sort of uh, some sort of man-made extension extension to do it for him or her. Yeah. yeah. Psycho yeah. is the perfect example of that uh, of such a character. Uh, uh, psycho. Uh, psycho. Alfred yeah. Hitchcock. Yeah. Psycho. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I recommend the movie. I do. Uh, we had a discussion on my radio show. What? Did we, oh, we never did get to it on the show, but I asked my engineer. Uh, uh, Andre, yes. Can I get a quick? Can I get a quick disagreement in on the um, the law that Congress failed to pass about abortion, that you can't abort a baby for sex? I thought that was a dumb thing to bring up in the first place because people, how are you going to prove that what somebody's getting an abortion for? They could just tell you anything. So that law. That law does actually may do more harm than good in the sense that um, people are are now going to understand that abortion is okay under, under many circumstances, but just not this one. And you can't prove a person's heart anyway. You know, they can tell you anything. Oh, I'm going to get abortion because um, they'll make up a, a legal reason. As long as abortion is legal, then we should. We shouldn't make these little, we should just get rid of it, not, not just make these little rules that say you can't have it for this reason, this reason, this reason. It will. You're right. We should get rid of that law anyway, whereas people can legally have abortions. But this law would have made doctors at least think about what they were doing before they did it. You know, it would make them, you know, uh, a lot of doctors would be less likely to even perform abortion just in case... The woman told someone else she was getting rid of the baby. It will, it will help them think about what they're doing a little bit because now they're not thinking about it. They're just making the money. Well, they have this rule in China, and it does absolutely no good. The people, and, you know, there's, there's a lot more reason to fear the Chinese government than there is the American government. And even though they fear the Chinese government, they still find ways around this, around this um, rule that you can't kill, you know, uh, have an abortion based on the sex of the child. They've had that for gener a generation now, and it hasn't done anything. Yeah, I understand that people are going to break the law anyway, but the lawless, the children of Satan need some law to land to maintain them a little bit. Otherwise, they go completely out of control. Even when you do pass the law, they still don't, you know, in many cases, don't obey it. But we've got to have something to contain these people 
until we can take over again. And when I say we, the children of God. In that sense, yeah. I agree, but I don't like the fact that it, it gives some kind of impression that abortion is good in most other circumstances, just well, not this one. I understand that. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. I heard Hold on a minute. Don't you know the mic is coming? I heard uh, uh, the talk about this, the congressman uh, talking about this, and they, they, they put it in a frame that this is a war on women, and they, they mentioned that around the world they've made it illegal for, uh, to, to, to kill the female, to kill the, the woman. And they pass it all around the world. To kill uh, the unborn woman? To kill the unborn oh. female. And China is, good, is a great example. Um, they passed a one, uh, one child per family right. law. And, uh, so, now, so now there's like right four now, to one girl. Well, a lot four of boys to every one girl or they've something. They've done that. And now they have a seven million man army. Uh, and that's that's powerful for the government, yeah. uh, but not for the individual. But it's it's powerful for them, and in, in the way they can control. And they tried to pass that law here, uh, making it a war on on women. And um, obviously, it, it didn't pass. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if they had a law like that. Would there be more boys born in America or girls? I just wonder. Uh, yes, Chrissy. I think there's another political um, part of this is that now when the elections happen in November, the, the people that, that are voting for their congressmen or senators know where they stand. Are they for this type of abortion? Oh, yeah. And I think it's going to be very powerful. So I, I think there's a, another good thing for, you know, Christians and, and conservatives. Very good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Oh, it's just the answer to your question. It would probably be more boys. You think it would be more boys born in America if they had that law about yeah. abortion? Why do you think so? Well, because everybody I know always wanted a boy. And even some people in my family who already had girls, they didn't want no more girls because <laughs> they had a lot of problems out of their girls. So they said, I, I don't want to deal with all, you know, girls and their issues. So I'd rather have a boy. Even all my friends, really? they all wanted boys. So women want boys over girls? Most what of I experienced. Yeah? yeah. Oh, good. Maybe we should go get that law. Let's put that back on the table. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just kidding because I have to tell you that because somebody make a YouTube video and send it to me. So a couple of women made a YouTube video to Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, and they called me like name. One woman put on a, a, a white woman. She put on a wig, a, a white wig. I guess it's blonde. Is it blonde or just white? And she, and she said that, this is to Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. And uh, she said, I have this wig on because I'm white and I want to be even more white. Now, she is white and she want to be more white. So she put this wig on, right? And then she started out by saying that I, Jesse Peterson, want to be white. This is why you're saying this about women and all that, because you want to be white. And, but it's not going to work for you because they are not going to accept you as white, referring to white men, I guess, Republican men. They're never going to accept you as white. You will always be black. And then she said, in short, she said, I looked up the word Uncle Tom, and you fit it. You fit the word. <laughs> you are Uncle Tom. And then I thought to myself, I'm glad she didn't look up the word Oreo cookies. 
Because <laughs> I'm an Oreo cookie too, right? White on the inside, black on the inside. But it was amazing to see that. And then another woman said in another video to me, calling me a misogynist or something like that. And I'm thinking, wow, it's amazing how what I said is affecting these people in this manner. And they're so negative, name call it. Nobody lay it out and said, you know what, you said this. Here's where you're wrong. Here's the proof of you being wrong. It's just all name calling. We even had Satan call in. The demon. Did we, Kelly? I have my Kelly producer. We had, and we played on the radio. The demon called from hell. Satan called. He was so mad. And I'm like, wow. You know, the Bible says that the truth is sharper than a two-headed sword. And when you speak the truth, it penetrates like nothing else does. This is an example of that. And then I have people saying, you shouldn't have said that. Like, leave me alone. Don't tell me what I shouldn't have said. How come you shouldn't speak the truth, you know? You can tell lies, but don't speak the truth. We got to speak truth. These people are having a hissy fit about what I'm saying. The atheist, I mean, they just... The de- <laughs> um, do you remember what the demon said? Tell them what the demon said. Oh, there, there were a few variations of demon calls. Yeah. And, and when you say hissy fit, like literally like you know, roaring and things like that. But one of them was like, uh, you know, saying like 666 and something about the beast. And we have to move quickly because Satan knows the time is short. Yeah. Um, And and one that really kind of struck me was they said like, uh, do you know what it's like to be hated by you? Yeah. Like, uh, pretty crazy stuff. You heard him? You heard them? Oh, you heard us pleading, right? It was a, they were using some sort of a voice modulator yeah. to change the voice. And it sounded, and it was like a demon's, uh, you know, like a very ominous voice. And yeah. said the time is, the time is near, so the beast is, is moving fast or something like that. Yeah. And then the other guy was all distraught. He said, <laughs> do you know what it's like to be hated by you? Yeah. <laughs> insane. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I've never seen anything like this in my whole life. I talked about I've talked about the blacks for 22 years. You know, a few people get upset, but never the demon income. I talked about the homosexuals, and they get all mad. But it, Satan still didn't show his head. But speak about the women. Oh, Satan come, and I'm wondering why. Does Satan have some kind of relationship with the ladies that I don't know about? <laughs> You say yes, Kelly. What, what type of relationship he well, has? You know what the scheme is. It's uh, the the biggest like design that Satan has is reversing the roles that God set out. So, yes. Uh, America, like it's been really successful so far. This role reversal. It's looked at um, even in like some Republican circles as progress. Yeah. And no one's saying it. So you said it. You weren't talking about the beast or any of that stuff when you said it. You were speaking plain English. Anyone <laughs> could understand you, even non-Christians. Yeah. And then this comes back. But Man. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what it's about. Like, you hit on the root of Satan's plan in this country. Wow. You heard it from Kelly. A woman said it. It's not going to matter if a woman said it. It matters if a man says it. Because, uh, as we said last time, the Ann Coulter said the same thing about women should not have been given the right to vote. Things got messed up. 
and nobody really responded to it. A few people, maybe, but a man said, and then all hell break loose. They don't want us to tell the truth. Just imagine what would happen if, if all the churches in the country told the truth about evil, you know, really just pointed out. We could bring Satan from the ground and destroy him. We could destroy him with that truth. It's in us to do that. But the people don't believe it, so it's not happening. It's just not happening. But I'm amazed at what ha- what's happening with this thing. Satan is mad at me right now. I, be- I better put some salt around my house or something. Because he can't cross over salt, right? <laughs> he is mad right now. I've not seen anything like this. Have you ever seen anything like this, Patrick? No. You, Kelly? No. no. Who else know about it? Have you seen anything like this? Probably with, um, with Malcolm X. Malcolm X? They came after him like that? Yeah. yeah. People were up in arms like, wow, you know, cra- it was uh, pretty crazy. I, yeah. guess. I wasn't alive, but. It's amazing, man. And it You're like fe- Malcolm X. It feels like, like in- inwardly, I'm not affected by it because it feels like it didn't happen. It looked like I don't know what they're mad about, right? So it's like it's, it's happening out here, but I can't feel or think anything about it. Isn't that weird? It's like I'm not sorry I said it. I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. I'm not thinking about what I will lose or will not lose or will gain. I, I just said it, and I'm still going on with life. But in the... In the days before God changed my heart, first of all, I would have never said that because I would have been afraid like everybody else. And secondly, I would have been identifying, thinking, oh, yeah, it's okay what the women are doing. You know, women know best, too. I would have not have had a sound mind enough to see for myself what was going on. But when you're born again, when you come into the kingdom of heaven within, you definitely see things in a different light. And I have one that I want to get to today. But, yes, sir, Pat. Just to repeat. It sounded like when I heard that thing that you played on the radio of the guy, it, it's like, it sounded like I could almost picture Satan being in a cave, hibernating <laughs> the way yeah. that animals do for the winter. And he wasn't doing anything for months. And then all of a sudden he was disturbed and he kind of came out all groggy and angry, <laughs> you know, out of his, you know, yeah. went to this cave and then just started spouting off. It's like he's, because nothing else has really or very little else has been really getting his attention i know satan is having his way so much he's basically just has workers and he's just kicking back somewhere taking Rest a nap you don't have to do any work so it's like this got his attention it's amazing you haven't even heard the worst of it they we have about 40 some messages on on the answer service that and most of it we cannot even play on the radio it's so it's so I mean, it's just wicked. Cursing, and I mean, just some of the worst cursing word I ever heard. I remember Jesse Jackson cursed at me. It made his little cursing seem okay now. It, some of the stuff we literally cannot play on radio. We would have to edit too much out. You, won't get, you wouldn't be able to get what's really being said. But it's some mean stuff. It's some, the devil is mean. He is mean as they can be. Yes, ma'am. Attorney. I'm sorry. Have you met with Attorney General Holder yet? No, not yet. He we're going to announce that. We're going to, once we get a few more of the petitions signed, we're going to announce where we're going so if other people want to go, they can meet us there. And we're going to hand deliver the... the uh, being put- facetious. I, 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 you know, I was just being facetious, so you're going to get in touch with... But he hasn't been in touch with you. Oh, to, no. To give you the information about how you can uh, preach from the pulpit. 
Not yet. want you to be? Okay. Yeah, not yet. As long as I don't promote a politician, as long as I don't say vote for, for Robert, I'm okay. They don't say we can't do But he's meeting with a lot of black preachers right oh, now. Oh, yeah, trying to, try to encourage them. them to vote for Obama. Right. Yeah. Right. No, he hasn't met with me yet. Yeah. We're waiting. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, on the radio, I mentioned to, well, not on the radio. We didn't make it to the show yet with this. But I said to Andre one, one morning, I asked him, did he believe that racism existed? And he said, yes. And I said, well, before the show is over today, I'm going to prove to you that there's no such thing as racism. It has never existed at all. And so he was trying to prove it. We talked about it a little bit. Then I had Doug on the show Friday and asked him if he thought racism existed. And he said, yes. Doug is the computer guy, for those who don't know. And I said, give me an example of racism existing. And he said, this war between Hitler, Germany, and the Jews, right? He mentioned that. He said, that was racism. Then I was told by someone this morning, that's not racism, because both of those people were white. The Jews and, and the Germans were both white. And so that wasn't a good example of racism. So I want to ask... I shouldn't have given you guys all that information. Now you're not going to tell me the truth. <laughs> I know yeah. not to do that. I thought he is. How many people believe that racism exists? Just now or in the past? Period. Anytime. Now, uh, anytime. For example, you could look at, um, to me, the definition of racism is one group of people oppressing another group based on race and, you know, taking advantage of them economically and all that kind of stuff. So, for example, I think South Africa is a good example of that. You had a white, major, uh, a white power structure that basically dominated and, you know, took advantage of a subservient class of people that were, you know, really based, based on, primarily based on race. Um, based on them being black. I don't think it's so much it exists in this country today, but I think it has, it does, it has <laughs> existed and it does exist in other places. Uh, the Middle East, I think, in, in a lot of the Arab nations uh, are outright racist against uh, blacks and other races. Uh, okay. Uh, yes, Doug. You want to try it again? No, I don't, I don't need to try it. <laughs> um, just because they're, they're both white doesn't mean anything. They're both, from, they're both different na nationalities. But white people don't hate white people based on color. Right. And that's, but that doesn't mean it's, that's not the only form of racism. Be, and he just brought up the Middle East. Kuwait and Iraq hate each other. And that you could, I don't know if we could tell them apart if we were to see that, because they're the same color. And they hate each other based on color? They hate each other based on something. I think it's religion. It's, yes. But I'm not, but is, is color the only way that you could be racist? I don't know. If it I'm, doesn't exist? I'm saying it doesn't exist, though. So. I'm asking the blind people. I mean, no. I'm just joking. I yes. do want to add, I mean, I, want, I don't want to take away from your thunder. I don't know if you're, this is what you're going to say, but. See, that's what they've been trying to figure out, too, because Doug was saying on the show. Now, well, I think you're looking for a certain, I know how you are, was, and you're going to say this or that. But, yeah, say what you think I'm going to say. I would say that, yeah, racism, whatever, it's all hate, no matter how you boil it down. It's hatred. So uh, 
you know, if you're going to come back and say, yeah, racism doesn't exist because it's all based on hate, then, yeah, I agree with that. Sorry you, if I stole your thunder. So you agree with that if that's what I'm going to say? I mean, it, it, I don't know. So you got two minds. You got to double mind it. I'm sorry? Is that the point that you're getting at? Is that racism in itself is basically is hate. It's sin. So is that the point you're making, that racism doesn't exist? I haven't made a point yet. Oh, okay. I just asked a question. See how the devil did I'm trying to think what I'm going to say? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Now you have me confused. You're saying racism does exist, and now you're saying racism doesn't exist. It's all the same thing. It's all hate. So does racism exist? Racism exists, but ultimately it's hate. I mean, hatred, racism, it's all the same. So yes, it does exist. What do you say, Forrest? Does racism exist? Uh, No, it doesn't exist. It doesn't. Why do you say no? Um, yes. Be- Take off those Go ahead, Forrest. See, hatred exists, but people point their hatred at a group of uh, racial people because they see how stupid they act. Like, for instance, blacks, 95% of them vote for Obama, and our, our country's going down the drain. That's not, that's not racism. That, that's pointing their hatred at somebody who's making a dumb decision. And you can pick out various other groups of people that make dumb decisions, and people point their hatred at those people. And it's hatred. It's not racism. Okay. So he says, no, racism doesn't exist. Right here. Yeah, it does seem to, um, and I read this in your book, but it does seem to uh, be that that people act in groupthink mentalities and based on their skin color. So the racism exists um, reverse than it's claimed. You know, like brown people do whatever brown people do. And, And that's pure stupidity. Because we're all individuals, so when you move together, you got to make that's going to be a wrong decision every single time because we're all individuals, so that none of that's going to make any sense. So, so I would agree with is Forrest, right? That yeah. then you would view those people as stupid, and they happen to be all brown or all black or whatever. Let's so know. you're saying that? So, hold on a minute. You're saying racism? Yeah. Doesn't exist. You agree with what Forrest said? Right? Um, it's just a, a group of people thinking a certain way. and I would say that's a major force in racism. The other, the, 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 the opposite one where there's someone's hating someone so, based on skin color is, I don't think is a factor. So, oh, okay. I, I, mean, it sh- I mean, it shouldn't be. All right. Robert, you want to ask something? No, I have a question. Okay. Simple one. Uh, is hatred and racism the same thing? You can't ask that question yet. <laughs> I want people to think for themselves because I could be wrong what I'm going to present to you. And I don't want your mind to change just because I said it. But I want, I want, I want you to know for yourself. You know, Patrick spoke of something earlier about, you know, he want to know. He doesn't want to be going with the, the illusion of his imagination. He want to be able to be still and quiet enough to discover what's right. He doesn't want to be chasing a, a rainbow. And I want you to be there, too. you got to live. 
you don't have to live that way, but it's the best way to live. And, and we're all blind until we wake up, until the light is turned on within us. But in our blindness, it's amazing how we see things and don't know that we're seeing them in the wrong way. We're just going along with it, you know. I saw a report the other night where a guy, he did this documentary called What Black Men Think. And he said that, he made the point that we have been told that there are more black men in prison than in college. And he proved that that wasn't true. But we've just been told that, and now we all repeat it. And the reason that they say that there are more black men in college, I mean, in prison than in college, because they get money when they say that. They get money for programs, they get money for this or that. And then we all repeat it, so we keep it going. And so that means the one that told the lie is getting the money, pretending they're helping blacks in prison and in jail. And it's just not true. We believe a lot of untruths and don't even know it. That's what's so weird about it. Yes, duh. What about when you say that most racists are, or most blacks are racist towards whites? I'm going to have to change that word now. All right, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I was blind until I was able to see. I can't let you speak right now because you and I had to talk about it. This. No, I wanted to bring up a, a, a definition of what, racist, of no. what racism is. Because there's so many confusing. No, I can't. Because I can't take that risk. Okay. That's a risk that I will not take. Not now. I will before it's done now. Yes, sir. Right here. And then we're coming over here, all right? Does racism exist, yes or no? No. And why do you say no? Um, uh, first, I'll give you what racism used to mean. Racism used to mean in the slave days that you were inferior to your inferior human, that you weren't a complete human, like an animal. You were Make a long story short because I'm only have 10 minutes. Racism today means I don't like what you're saying. So oh, okay. That's a good point. Doesn't, uh, doesn't, does not exist. Yes, ma'am. Before coming to U.S., I really did not know what racism was. Um, and then I noticed this uh, war between white and black people. Um, this is my particular uh, opinion is that um, I, ha I have not seen so many blacks in one room as I saw in my classroom. And I think racism is just the justified version of anger. And I think that only it's on black people's side because they have this uh, dark past. White people, they don't have anything to pinpoint because it's on black people's side. They were, they were in bad condition, not white people. Oh, okay. So that's why that anger, black people hold it up, as in, in my culture, they hold it up that there was genocide before, like 100 years ago. So you right. think no racism doesn't exist? Yes, it does exist. Oh, it does exist? Yes. Oh, okay. And it's only, I think, from black It's only from side. blacks to white? I think so. Okay. All right, run the chat with you after the meeting. <laughs> Rodney, does racism exist? <laughs> yes. Racism exists. Yes. Prove it. Prove it? I don't know how to prove it, but it's, it's what they've said. It's, um, I think it's just a refined, a refined definition of hate, but I think oh. it is someone um, singling out your race. They hate you for your race. But... And it, also, the hat, there's a movie coming out called The Hatfields and, McCoy, and the McCoys. And I, it made me think about it because that's my, middle, my, my um, 
maiden name is McCoy. Uh -huh. So I was watching the preview of it, and I was telling someone that, um, see, white people, they hate each other when they can't hate anybody else. So it's just hate. It's all hate, but it's all just a refined, oh, okay. refined definition of it. All right. Let me do this, and then I got to get to my point because I have 10 minutes or less, right? Yeah. 10 minutes or less. Okay, let me do this. Let me, Patrick, give me a quick yes or no just to have your record. Does racism exist? Yes. Okay. What did you want to say racism? What? No? I don't have time. Yeah. Reginald Denny. What about him? His car and beaten because of his color of his skin only. Really? Yeah. Who is Reg Is that the guy that said, can't we all get along? That was Rodney King. Oh. <laughs> oh, Reginald Denny was the white guy that was beat up in the black community. Right. That's your proof that racism exists? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, just, just to let uh, Doug know, the Germans and the Jews are the same race. And there's only like three major races. There's only three races on the planet anyway, Asian, black, and white. Make a long story the rest short. of them are all sub-races sub of those races. That's all I want to do is define what a race is. Oh, does racism exist? It does. It does exist? Yes. What's your proof? Uh, that these groups, these race groups have gone after each other based on just their race. How do you know it's based on just race? Uh, because they do some wonderful things, and then they get to feeling superior, and then they start to look down on the others, on well, the others that's not of their race. But how do you know it's just based on them. the color, though, instead of something else? Well, it is. It's, ba it's based on what they have or have not done. But then they'll look at it as a general, they're all like that. Let me ask this. Um, Racism means they're all like that. Let me ask all this. All the people in that race have that fault. Let me ask this. Uh, or have that credit. Does the Bible speak about uh, racism, discrimination based on color? Is that in the Bible anywhere? I, actually, that's a good question, and I, I don't remember coming across that. Don't you think Jesus would have mentioned that at least somewhere walking down the road? I think he would have. If it was based on color, he would have mentioned it? Yeah, now he mentioned them bad Samaritans. Right, but he, does, but he didn't mention racism based on color, right? No, he just, he mentioned just that the salvation is of the Jews. So it's not in the Bible, right? Yeah, correct. Okay, let me not ask because you know the Bible. Correct. You may not know anything else, but you know the Bible. Right. Right? And if that's not in the Bible. Not that I know of. Okay. Uh, but is it in the Bible that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places? At this point, I'm becoming a hostile witness. <laughs> I'm forced to answer to help your case. Uh, yes, that is true. I'm sorry? Yes, that is true. That we, everything is spiritual and every fight is spiritual. That's what it says. It says nothing about color, right? It doesn't say anything about color in that. Hold your head. Hold the mic up or something. Hold it right there. Why are you holding it right there? There you go. Yeah, okay. I was going down to the mic. There. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't say anything about that. So how did we come up with this word racism then? Um, because of the explanation I just I gave <laughs> when I was explaining what a race is. Let me tell you this. There's no such thing as racism. It's all an illusion. And that's what blind people do. They, when they can't see what's going on, they give you worldly definitions of what, uh, ego definitions of what things mean. And then when we fall for it because we can't see it, we become blind too. 
and we fight a warfare that cannot be won. And this is why this word racism is in every group now, the gays, the, the blacks, the women, the, whatever, everybody, the Muslim, everybody uses racism because that's not what the problem is. The problem is spiritual. We'll have, it's a spiritual issue. And when one group judges another group, they are not judging them based on black. They have made some other kind of moral decision about that group. Either they are immoral or they are whatever, and they have made that decision and judged that group based on that, on a spiritual thing. But instead of looking at that and understanding it, they give it a physical meaning. And so we start fighting a physical thing that doesn't exist. I guarantee you, we can see spiritually and dealt with this in a spiritual way, whomever judges their fellow man is a hateful person. They're not judging them because they're color. They're judging them because they're playing God and they're hateful. And if we dealt with it that way, this stuff would start to end. We would never end this thing called racism because it doesn't exist. It's an illusion. It's a spiritual battle. It's men and women making decisions about their fellow man. You're judging them. And... For example, we all agree that most black people don't like white folks, right? But the thing about it, black people treat other black people worse than they treat white people because it's not based on the white man's color, but it's based on them hating what, he, what they think he has done. So it's all hatred, but instead of saying, you know, I hate you because I've judged you based on what I heard about you, they say I hate you because of your color, because they're blind and can't see. Racism doesn't exist. It's a made-up word. And that's why we can't win. Well, you see it spiritually, good and evil. These people are evil. These people are right. These people are wrong. Based on morality or spirituality, then you can solve the problem. When I got over my, when God took my anger away, I used to be into my blackness. I used to wake up in the morning and think, well, I'm black. I'm not going to make it. That old white man stopping me. But once I got over my hatred, then I never think about being black. It, it doesn't, it's not in me, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Because now I can see that things are spiritual instead of physical. But you got to wake up so you can see what's going on. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I guess I'm kind of... That's why I'm, when, uh, when I'm doing shows, like TV shows and things, I mention spiritual things, everybody goes nuts. Because no one want to admit, no one, most people don't want to admit that they are immoral, that they are hateful, that they are playing God, that they are judgmental. They don't want to hear that. They rarely use the little word like racism, and we just have a, 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 just a waste of time debating the word race. And, and then we end the show, and everybody feels good about being on the show. But nothing is solved. But you speak the truth, they, go to, they, they have a hissy fit. Yes, ma'am? Isn't that what I said? I said it, it was an excuse. Yeah, but you it's changed an, your mind. I mean, well... You doubt it yourself. You made me do it. <laughs> I, Blame no one for your oh, anger. Oh yeah. Okay. But but I felt like I felt like it, I was trying to say it was an excuse for, you know, we just hate. We just we're just jealous. We're just we're just taught to compare. When when I and, after I woke up, I could see white Americans just like I would see black Americans. I just see what's going on, and it has nothing to do with the person's color at all. But when you're blind, you can't see beyond, you can't see what's going on. 
You're just looking at a physical person doing something and judging that person. I'm telling you, it doesn't exist. Yes, real fast. You know, Jesus makes your same point in two different stories. One with the Good Samaritan, where he points out that it was the good, it was this guy from the evil, evil band of Samaritans who was actually the good man in the story. Yes. Even though, you know, there was Jews and everybody else passed by who didn't help this, the hurt stranger. And then the other one was um, uh, where Jesus talked about that Roman. And a Roman wasn't the, you know, with the Jews. And he says, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. That's right. I'm telling you, folks, when people yell at me, even the blacks who are yelling at me, they're not yelling at me because I'm black. They're yelling at me because of what I'm saying. And now they may say you're Uncle Tom because they're so shallow, they can't see what's going on. They can only see with their physical eyes instead of the spiritual eyes. So they'll say, oh, you're Uncle Tom. But they're not mad about that. They're mad about what I'm saying because it's a spiritual thing going on. That's why you got to wake up to see that. We got to be different from the world. We got to shine light on the light. When I realized that, I'm like, wow, that's true. There's no such thing as racism. It's another illusion. That's why God wants us to see so we don't judge the person. That way we, don't, we won't be judged. We won't be condemned. You got to see beyond the person. You got to see beyond the lie to see what's going on. It's not about racism, folks. It's a spiritual thing. Did you have a point, Christine, you want to make? Well, well, yeah, it's going to probably be longer than we can do right now. Yeah, but I only have one about, minute. Okay, maybe. No, hit, just hit oh, on it. Uh, slavery. I mean, that was based on, on color and people... You know, no, no, it was because there were black people who had slaves too, and then in Africa, black people were selling black people to other people, to the Arabs and everybody and their mama. I'm telling you, it's not based on color at all. Nothing that we do in life is based on the physical; it's based on the spirit. It's what's driving us to do what we do and think like we think and see what we. Think. Like Patrick was saying, his mind went on money, and now he's going, going to his computer, trying to, almost with fear, trying to get money. He got money, he realized, wow, I'm caught up with the wrong thing. We're caught up with the wrong thing. That's why you have to drop your anger, forgive, so you can see what's going on. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And thank you for coming. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call one 800 411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.